Hey guys, what's up? My name is Jennifer Steiner and I am the pastor of House of Joy, which is located in downtown Los Angeles. We are a, a church that operates as a creative house of prayer. Uh, it's really cool small, intimate community at this point, um, and just been a joy to be able to lead everyone uh, into the truth that sets us free, into the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, right? How much do we all love him? And if you don't yet know him and you don't yet love him, then just wait. you got to come and know this Lord we are talking about. Uh, but I just welcome you. We are here on the Mighty Wind Broadcasting Network. And it's exciting to be here. I'm going to be sharing every week. And I am honored that I'd be invited. Uh, it's a network that God had given Apostle Kathy Coppola um, uh, just a, uh, an assignment really to, to start this and have different speakers that can share uniquely and allow the Holy Spirit to flow and move and, and um, just let all of that right be seen, demonstrate the full gospel, uh, full of the power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm honored to be a part of this network and excited about just growing and getting to share and getting to grow together. So I'm honored that you would open up your hearts and spend this little chunk of time with me and the Holy Spirit and just see what he wants to share with us from his truth. So uh, I have a word here. Um, it's going to be called, I believe, <laughs> It hurts so good. It hurts so good. And uh, we're going to be getting into Hebrews 12 in just a moment here. Um, and I'm going to open us up in prayer and just see how we go, how he wants to flow. Uh, but yeah, Father, we just come before you together, before your throne of grace and mercy. We come boldly, confidently seeking your face, surrendering to you everything that we are. We want to know you more. <laughs> Let us never ever think that we know you or have you figured out, I know I don't, and I just freshly surrender even in this moment and say, Lord, be in the front seat, Holy Spirit, be in the front seat, the driver's seat, and take us into some newness, some freshness uh, of revelation, of understanding. Take us deeper. And I invite the sword of your living word to penetrate to deep places. Not just letting it kind of tickle our tongue, but that sword to be lodged down deep into the depth our soul. Let it convict. Let it touch. Let it cause some change and some shaking, God, for myself and those who are listening. We give ourselves to you right now. We want to be fed by your living word and be, we invite your face to just shine upon us, your glory, God, to soak us, your fire to burn and refine us. We thank you, Jesus, that we are changed as we behold your glory and as we set our faces to look at your perfect law that sets us free, Lord. We love you and we thank you for this time. And just, yes, lead us, lead us into the depths of your love and your truth. We love you, we love you, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, um, yeah, as I said, I am a pastor here, I, a co-pastor. I'm the lead pastor. 
but uh, here in downtown Los Angeles is where we are located. And um, we have been going through this word that I'm going to share just starting yesterday. But God's really been taking us, even as leaders here at the House of Joy, uh, to a fresh cleansing, a fresh like sweeping of the house, um, whether it's inside of our own hearts or in the external of just like, it's like when he wants to take you higher in whatever it is, uh, whether you are in ministry, whether you're a parent, you're a student, you're a, a, a you know, whatever type of work, when, when he wants to, we, we have anointing, all of us, uh, we have positions of influence, right, that he is using each one of us in whatever place we've been positioned. And uh, I've noticed that there's layers of like, he will, he will have you like prune off some things that maybe were okay for a certain season. But then when he's ready to increase you, he comes out with those pruning shears and he's like, get ready or not. It might not feel good. It ain't going to look cute, but oh, it's going to be awesome when you let go of what I need you to let go right now. And so that's why I said it's going to be called It Hurts So Good because um, yeah, I, I, know, I know for us here, it's been um, a, a, just a, a place of deep obedience in little things like, hey, get rid of that, change this, don't listen to that, you're going to stop this. And it's not like we're, you know, we're, we're living a holy life, but it's like he just suddenly takes a veil off and we see things on a whole new level of what he does not want to allow in this season for the sake of bringing more anointing and more power to be entrusted with it. So, and right, sometimes it's cutting a relationship. It's, it's just, it's whatever he says. It's so unique for each one of us. So like, I can't quite just share what mine were and think that it's the same for you because it surely is not. Um, but if you know about it, right, like, like what he's been poking you on, like, Come on, like, let's let go of this. So I'm going to get into what this means a little further through the word, of course. Um, what it means, it hurts so good. Um, and I'm going to get into Hebrews 12. So if you are sitting and you can open that up, go to Hebrews 12. We're going to start in verse 1. And uh, we're going to see this beautiful uh, life that we've been brought into, uh, really a battle we've been brought into where we are, thank goodness, victorious through Jesus Christ. But it ain't all easy, right? Like it surely can be a struggle. Uh, but we, we want to learn how to navigate through successfully. And some of this scripture gives us uh, some really beautiful strategy and just some of those uh, what to be prepared for um, so that we can endure to the end and say, hear the Father say, well done, my good and faithful servant or my son and daughter. I'm well pleased with you. Like, right? We want to hear that. And um, so here we go. Um, in Hebrews 12, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, I'm going to stop just for a moment. Um, 
we got to remember, we are not off living a secret life like a lone believer off on their own just trying to make it. And if we are doing that, we got to not be doing that because we got to realize, one, we are surrounded by a crowd, a cloud of witnesses, a great number. And that is we are surrounded and being watched by God, by Holy Spirit, by Jesus, by uh, the angels, by those saints that have already died and passed on. We are being surrounded by uh, you know, family members, people that have passed on that are able to watch and see. And um, just before Hebrews 12 is Hebrews 11, and it speaks of all those that have lived by faith, that made it to the end and did well, and that God is saying, oh, I'm so pleased with them. Like he brings this memorial of all these people that lived by faith, and it was not easy. Um, but he's saying, yeah, those ones even, part of the cloud of witnesses, um, some of our favorite right teachers and, and preachers and pastors that have passed on are a cloud of witnesses. We cannot be thinking we're living this life in secret. Nothing is secret. All of it is, is, is seen before the Lord. And so there's this place where God's like, who do you, who are you fooling? Like if, <laughs> if we're trying to live and hide and have like spots of shame or dirt or stuff, like there's of course no guilt, shame or condemnation in Christ, but he's like, come on y'all, like let's rise up and realize that we're really in an arena. If you think about like a sports game where there are the bleachers, right? All of them have bleachers and you're cheering for your team. And then there's like those that are, on your team that are playing and you want to make sure they've trained well, right? They don't just show up in the game like, eh, like I'm just maybe going to play today. No, you want your team to play well and, and to win and to defeat the other team. And so when we're speaking of this, we're surrounded, we're being cheered on by all of these that are um, others that have walked this path of faith. And they're saying, all right, man, you he's speaking to you these people are watching you god is watching you and he's like come on you can do this let's let's do this like we're gonna get to the end you're gonna live well you're gonna you're gonna walk this walk of faith um you have many that are cheering you on and they are watching i just i just feel like there's some that have like there's like secrets there's like uh like you feel like you can live a double life and i know i lived that life and it is miserable i would try to act like i was a christian when i was around like family or certain people and then i was living a deep dark sinful life of i haven't even talked about some of the things but it was a secret life of torment when i was younger and um Thank God, I began to, but God just began to convict me and clean me up just one layer at a time. But if you are living that place of that torment of a double life, remember one, there is nothing hidden. They are watching you. They are cheering you on and not with shame, guilt, or condemnation, but they're saying, come on, come up, come out of that stuff. God, he has the grace and the mercy to pull you up and out of whatever that ditch is. He's the one who takes us out of the pit. Cry out to him now. His hand reaches into that place. There is no place too deep or too dark, and he will go right into that spot and lift you up. And in right, Psalm 40, is and he'll steady you on solid ground. He will hold your hand and cause you to walk steady. But you got to walk and you got to cry out and say, God, enough of living the double life, enough of being a hypocrite. It is not fun. It is torture and torment. So there's the enemy wants to think there's shame in confessing. There's shame in coming out of hiding. But no, 
when you start to actually let light in, let God's light into the darkness, it's like, oh no, like, you know, a whole lot of other people have been stuck up in the same stuff you think you're all like alone in, but you are not alone, right? I know I've been in a whole bunch of stuff and, and, and yeah, I thought I was alone too, but I'm not. And there was no shame. God comes to help you. So, um, but that's it. We're being watched. So let's remember that. And even those of us that maybe we're not living a life of sin or like a double life, like we're living a good, strong life. Let's just be encouraged that we're like, oh, they're cheering us on. So excited. We're down here. We're just doing the do. And like, we're playing, uh, this playing, playing along, right. And according to God's way, God's faith. Um, and they are, they, they, right. I, I believe they intercede, they pray. They, we know in Romans eight, right. It's, Jesus is interceding for us even now. He is championing us. Um, Holy Spirit, it says, interceding for us. So just if we feel alone at any time, like, whoa, like how, is anyone praying for me? How, who can I reach out to? I'm always the one giving out. Who, where are, who's praying for me? You have God praying for you. You have Holy Spirit praying perfect prayers over your life that you would stay in God's perfect will. So, um, but we're being watched. And we got a beautiful challenge of life. And let us not be bogged down by it, but let us get excited about it because we are in the arena and we have been set up for victory. We have been set up for victory. Say that to yourself. I have been set up for victory. Jesus is championing me. He has already gone before me and he is the one who is training me. And that's what we're gonna get into next. But the thing is, remember, we are surrounded. We are not alone. Secrets do not, there's no secrets. There's nothing that's not seen. So like, yikes, right? Like make sure we are living clean. If we are a believer, um, it feels good to be clean. And remember, right, in a game, like an arena, we have an enemy. We have, there's Satan and there are his demons and they are the opposing team. And so he also has his people that have chosen him, like those that are of the world, those that are not believers, those that are, um, you know, just they're, they're on Satan's side. And they are cheering against us, the church, against the sons and daughters of God. And we got to be on top of seeing like, all right, the opposing team, where is he at? What players come in? Like, where are they? Like, what's their strategy? We need to be aware that we have a very real enemy and that he preys on our weaknesses and that he is, uh, he, he's not fair. He does not play fair. He will find whatever spot he can to try to get in. And this is why we're going to get into why we need to have a clean house, why we need to have a check, you know, a fresh check in our spirit. And that it's not because God's like, just try harder, get better. Heck no, that is not what God does. He's saying, no, I'm getting you ready. I am training you up. You are going to win. You are going to walk through and crush the head of the enemy. Hear the cheers around you. Some of us have been through some serious battles, and I know I have. It's been some intense warfare, some intense attacks. It feels like you're going to get smashed down, and you're not going to rise up. But that is not the case, because God has us rise up. God constantly causes us to rise up by the power of the Holy Spirit spirits. You will make it through. Even right now, he sends fresh fire and fresh life to that place where you think you're too weak. You're going to give up. No, you're not. Fresh fire comes upon you now. Resurrection power comes upon you now. Be strengthened in Jesus' name. Rise up. The hand of God is coming down. I just feel like pulling you up. 
pulling you up and he just holds you and he just holds you and he says I'm with you you've got this you gotta keep going you gotta keep walking keep your eyes on me okay we are not in this alone yes it gets brutal that's why we need each other that's why we need each other so that's the thing let's again I'm just setting this like we have an arena we are in a very real deal life battle there's true casualties that happen if we are not alert and watching out. So we gotta encourage one another. We gotta be like, come on, rise up. That's why we gotta have church. That's why we gotta never ever forsake the gathering together of the saints, of the believers, because we gotta have each other to keep each other strong. This is not a one person event, a one person race. This is a team, team thing. So we gotta watch when our brothers and sisters get weak. We gotta be like, hey, come on up. Let me pray for you. Let me cast that demon out. Let me do whatever I gotta do so that we can keep each other strong and keep moving on. We are victorious. You are victorious. So it says here, right, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd, here their shouts, here their applause, here their excitement. <laughs> of witnesses to the life of faith. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. I'm gonna stop there. Let us strip off every weight. It's pretty clear. There's weights that we allow, we allow them to come on. Because it says we can also just strip them off. We can choose to no longer partner with it. We can choose to cancel that assignment. We can say no longer is discouragement a weight that's going to keep me down. I renounce discouragement now. I renounce depression now. I renounce that relationship now. Renounce, right, just means we cancel. We cancel the legal tie to that. We sever our agreement with that thing. So repent, we renounce, we get rid of the weight. Sometimes, right, it's a relationship, it's a soul tie. I gotta renounce that weight. My mind keeps going back to them, keeps going back to that event. It could be a trauma, bam, we gotta renounce it, get rid of it. We can let go of the past. I know I've been through some rough stuff, some traumatic things, deaths and things that were sudden and unexpected. People in ICU, close family members, and things that have happened to me personally where it's like shocking and I'm following God closely and I'm like, oh, I can't believe that happened. It takes the wind out of you for a moment, you know? And so the thing is, though, I know the enemy has tried to, he'll try to get you to build an altar to that old thing. And God's like, heck, no, 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 no. We're not going to build altars to the past. We're not going to build altars to the trauma and let the demons come and feast on it and keep having your mind go back to that thing where there's a bridge to it. So you say, I, I renounce it, God. I don't want that. It's not a part of my life anymore. It's not going to be a weight. I break that power in Jesus' mighty name. And yes, we detach each one from anything that they have renounced, that they would be free now, free now. Peace come upon them now, that there is a new fire. And we just seal it by the blood of the lamb, that there is an absolute separation from whatever those weights are. The blood of the lamb is against it. And you rise up, you feel strong. Each one that you shake off, I know, okay, recently, it was actually spurred on by some of Apostle Kathy 
Um, it's beautiful, right? When you have, you gotta be in the church. You have to be around other believers and those that also have higher authority, uh, those that you can submit to that can watch over your souls, those that you can trust to take correction from um, and allow them to speak truth into your life. But she had pointed something else, something she saw in the spirit about me that had shifted and it was uh, just, it was true. And it was like, I, I had come under such an oppression. It was like, kind of, it was like, when I felt it, and she's like, yeah, I see it. I see it on you. Like, do you need help? Do you need prayer? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so, um, but it's interesting because prayer for one thing opened up deliverance to other things. And God just keeps giving me more freedom and more insight. And like, it's, crazy to see how see a connection to something that happened to me when I was young then opened up like the door for me to get free in another area and then I saw why I was always influenced to do certain things because it was uh, something I'd never been free from so I was under the influence of these other spirits other situations that had gotten a hold of me and it took somebody else to like see and and confront it for that to be broken off so just saying that um sometimes we really not sometimes but always we need help we need other people to see the full view of what's going on and have healthy people be able to say the truth in love and then say hey i love you and we're going to take care of this right now and we're going to break this bondage off of you and then we get to see more clearly so we can run this race without the weight so I know I get caught up, I get excited with just a few words of the Bible. Um, so I <laughs> hope we can get to more of this, but um, we got to think about what the weights are. And it is, it's so unique for each one of us. Um, and sometimes it's not like some super obvious sin, um, but it's things that are subtle. And enemy does crafty things, familiar things. We almost don't even realize it's a weight. And... Uh, but yeah, sometimes it's right. It could be a bad attitude that you're stuck in. You gotta repent, renounce, get that thing off, and put your right. You gotta get into the opposite, whatever the the, the opposite of that thing is. Um, just anxiety, worry that's tripping you up. You gotta right. You gotta dive into the, the the opposite thing where there's peace in the word. You wanna meditate on that opposite of the weight. And, and if it's depression, you want to just focus on joy. You want to just praise the Lord, get into like worship warfare. Uh, and and it, it's hard sometimes because it's like the last thing we feel like doing. We're like, why, why do I got to fight these battles? But God's like, no, I'm all about disciplining you, training you for this life of faith. Um, so that's it. Pay attention. What are the weights? What are the weights? Is it saying yes to too many people? You got like a people-pleasing spirit. I know I used to do that in the past. God's really shown me the power of saying no. When you got to say no, say, no, I can't do that. I don't have time for that. In fact, I don't want to do that. And um, like that can be a weight, right? You just so you constantly have more stuff on your plate than you want. And you're like, how did I get all this on there? Or maybe you even like, I wish I could do it all, but you just can't. And so you got to start to realize these are weights um, and you got to ask God, like, what is the path that you have me on? What have you prophesied? What have you shown me in my spirit? Because we need to be doing the things that uh, tie into that vision so we can move forward. If we are serving all these other things that are good, but they are not the path that God has for us, we will be greatly weighted down and 
very tired because we are all over the place doing things that he has not asked us to do, even though they might be really good, really helpful, loving, and all of that. Um, so weights can be just so many things, lies, lies that we believe. Um, and again, it helps. We've got to be in a church that's healthy, spirit-filled, um, that, that, that can speak the truth and help us sometimes figure out these weights. Sometimes we're like, I don't know what they are. Like, I'm kind of stuck and I need some help. <laughs> so uh, that's why God's got us in church. So let's not do the whole, I'm church by myself and I watch preachers on the internet. That's not church. I'm thankful for all those that are streaming on the internet. I'm streaming on the internet. Like we got all kinds of good YouTube preachers and stuff. I am so thankful. I've been so blessed. But there is no substitute for meeting in person at the church. I know we're the church, but like the church, the gathering of the bride of Christ. We need each other or we will get off somewhere. We will fall into deception somewhere. We will get attacked by the enemy when we are vulnerable like that. And um, yeah, gotta have a body of Christ submitted to uh, pastoral authority. Uh, we've got to be consistent. We need to be showing up. We need to be rooted somewhere, right? The godly that are planted in the house of the Lord. We've got to be planted. They will flourish. Not those that are, oh, I like it this Sunday. I go here this Sunday and I just flip around and, and I just do whatever feels good for me. No, it's not it. That's not God's structure. We've got to submit and be consistent. Um, if we're going to grow like a plant, that's the only way it grows. It stays in, it's in the ground and it stays and it remains. And, you know, whatever comes, whatever storms, whatever rains, whenever there's, it stays and it grows. Okay. So, um, yeah, any of you that are <laughs> not planted, God wants us planted. Um, so here we go. We are barely through the first verse, but it says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. This feels so good when we do it. It's not about pointing out stuff. It's just, it feels so good. So that's why I call this, it hurts so good because it hurts sometimes. Cause sometimes those weights we're like so familiar with, we love them and we're like, Ew, I gotta let go of it. Yes. It's good for you though. You start to, Oh my gosh, it feels so good. But let Holy Spirit point these things out to you as well as we said, church, the body of Christ, let them also speak into your life. Um, so especially the sin that so easily trips us up. So the weights and the sin. Um, the sin, right? It's missing the mark. It is going outside of what God says to do. It is sometimes, right, it's the obvious things like sex, made out of marriage, major sin, um, obvious alcoholism or, or addiction. Uh, I know I was, I was, that was my old life. I was, I was definitely all into, yeah, just addicted to alcohol. God set me free, right? But like major ones, like, so there's ones that we can get stuck in, easily trip us up, right? We have a family uh, history of, of alcoholism. It's like, oh, I can easily get tripped up in that. And even call it okay because it's familiar, it's in the family. But no, that's the stuff where we got to say why it's easy. We got to um, identify what are the things that are easy for us to get tripped up in. Um, easy to get tripped up in. Some of it's gossiping. Some of us come from 
families even that were like gossip was normal that that's a major sin don't be we cannot be talking about each other behind each other's backs don't be ever saying anything bad about anyone anyone that's just not okay we bless our enemies and we bless those that are with us like we just bless we do not curse we do not slander we do not gossip uh but right that's a sin that sometimes can easily trip us up and just you're like oh my gosh can't believe i just did that it just so easily got brought into it and got to start to say hey i'm gonna i'm gonna approach this work day or i'm gonna approach my family by the grace of god say i'm gonna shut that down i'm gonna leave the conversation i'm not gonna do it right um sin that easily trips you up where do you keep coming into a cycle with you you're like man here i am again why am i doing this again um porn right again i i share my stuff like I used to be super addicted to porn back in the day. Like I, I was born with really like a strong, just all kinds of jacked up perversions and stuff. And, and that's one of those things that recently got to be addressed and really kicked out. Praise God. Um, but but the, the the porn thing, I mean, that's not a recent thing that 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 God set me free from a ways back. But the the root of it, like where there's the spirit of lust. Like that, or a spirit of, of perversion, that is something that I know God fully delivered me from. And it's like, oh, you just get to think more clean. You get to like, just be more like, you just see more clean. It's beautiful. And this is why I'm sharing. And I, I'm a leader. I'm a pastor. Like, but there are things that we can't think as leaders or pastors that we are above receiving more deliverance. That we are, oh, well, I just, all of a sudden, God just made me like perfectly clean. No, there's things sometimes just haven't been addressed, and there's more freedom. There is more uh, clarity, more uh, ability to see. Like, I feel like I can see things so differently, and any familiar spirits, sometimes when we hold on to those old things uh, that we're like, why? Like, I always have creeps coming up to me that were real sexual or, like, women, men, whatever. It was, like, this familiar thing, and I'm like, oh, how do I get rid of them? I've never been able to get rid of them. But when that spirit gets confronted and kicked out, there's freedom. It's like they're, they might try to knock again and come close, but no. It's like God now shows and there's discernment. Nope, you ain't going to touch me, get away from me. You have no place in me. Off, up, and out. <laughs> so um, I'm just sharing some of, some of those things, that sins that easily trip us up. And I know things like porn, right? It's just a... Um, I was, oh, I remember the shame, the stuff that that used to bring and the, the absolute just like a chain of bondage is like, how am I ever going to get free of this? And it was such a secret, uh, uh, you know, thing. And especially as a Christian. And for me, I mean, that was, I don't know, maybe like 15 years ago or something. It's been a while since I've been free, but thank God he set me free. And, um, Right, he'll just—he doesn't do. Sometimes he does everything at once, right? But he'll put his finger on something, and 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 he's just like, "Hey, are you ready to give this up? We're gonna work on this area right now." I know that's how he's done my life. It's like one area at a time, because otherwise it could be overwhelming. But you know, I love the testimonies when people just get whacked and they're like free of everything. I don't know, mine's been in layers, but. Um, so I just share that because right, we all have different journeys and you may be able to relate to some of that. And just know there's, it, there's no shame. We got to expose this stuff. Share it with a trusted person, a healthy person, a pastor, a leader, someone that you're like, hey, I'm struggling with this and I need to be free. 
and even in your own home, right? There's something that you're hooked to, like, um, and it might not be, like I was saying, like, those are, like, those obvious things, like addictions, porn, sex situations that are not godly, um, but sometimes it's sin that easily trips us up. I know I mentioned gossiping. Um, could be like shop too much, you eat out too much, you overspend, like whatever that weak spot is, pinpoint it, confess it, repent it, renounce it, say, hey, I break my ties with this, I detach myself from it, I plead the blood of the lamb against it, and Father, I receive your grace right now to be able to shift, to be able to change. We cannot change in our own strength. It is only by the grace of God that we get to actually change. So we just thank you, God, that even right now you give people fresh grace and a fresh conviction to say, I don't want to do this stuff anymore, and that you just set them free break those chains that all that sin that has easily ensnared easily tripped them up that today there is freedom today there is breakthrough today your anointing breaks the yoke lord you see each one that needs it and you give them the grace right now touching them right now putting fire on that place giving them a fresh refinement a fresh purity filling them with the opposite filling them with peace filling them with joy filling them with strength filling them with clean thoughts. Yes, Lord, they have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Oh, I just whacked my computer. <laughs> but um, yeah, this life, again, we are in this arena. We are being watched. It is no joke. The enemy is out trying to ensnare us. But no, we will not be ensnared. We were not made for that. We are the victory. We crush Satan's head. And you hear the crowd cheer. Even right now, new heads, of <laughs> new serpent heads being crushed as we address some of these areas. Um, so clearly, there's a ton of areas we could go over. I'm not going to take time to do that, right? You're like, thank God. Um, but whatever you might be sensing in your spirit i ask holy spirit you just bring that conviction that place if there is something that you're like yeah that's that weak spot i was gonna say yeah so identify it we we do that we repent we renounce it we detach ourselves from it plead the blood of the lamb against it we literally turn uh get rid of the things that uh tempt us clear out the house from any remembrance of it and um and Meditate on the opposite. Meditate on what you need to do to fill yourself with the opposite of whatever that thing was. And then put guardrails up. we got to guard those weak spots, places where we easily um, fall into sin. And, and so you might, right, sometimes that's accountability. That's like I know with my best friend, we co-pastor here together. And so we're very honest about if there's a weak spot, if there's something we're going through, we, we just we share it all and cover each other and if we need prayer from like another minister like whatever it is right we're, we're gonna make sure that uh, nothing's hidden that there's nothing hidden um in order to not get entangled and ensnared so you may need to reach out right share share what's going on with somebody um say hey i don't want to i want to i want to i want to move forward in this area keep me accountable can 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 i just yeah share with you weekly or how, whatever that looks like right so different for each situation but um and then we want to strengthen ourselves. Uh, sometimes it's speaking, the speaking, declaring. Like if we were, let's say, oh, say you're. It's the gossip thing. Say you're like, man, I keep saying all this junk about people, and I know I shouldn't. 
So like you want to declare the opposite over yourself. That's how you, you can strengthen, strengthen that weak spot so that you can keep on going forward. And um, so, right, if it's like, no, I speak life over my enemies. I speak life over them. You begin to bless them. Oh, Lord, I just thank you, God, that that, that that person at work that I wanted to talk about, I just bless them, God, and I thank you, God, that you are giving them a beautiful heart. You're beginning to give them a heart that is full of life and love. I thank you, God, that you're causing them to love me and me to love them. I thank you, God, for uh, you made them, that they are perfectly, fearfully, and wonderfully made, and that everything that is not of you comes off of them. Just begin to bless them, and it sets you free. When we're offended and want to gossip, it, it sets us free when we pray for our enemies, and that's what God says to do. Um, but whatever it is, strengthen yourself in that area. Speak the opposite. Um, the sin that so easily trips us up. So after we get rid of the weights here, after we have uh, gotten rid of the sin or paying attention and guarding sin that easily trips us up, right? That can hurt. That's why it hurts so good. Again, that's the message. It hurts so good. It doesn't feel good sometimes to have something confronted, something pointed out. It doesn't always feel good to receive even deliverance. Like, I mean, it does, but at the same time, you're like, I know people are like, you have to go through that? Yeah, go. That's beautiful. It's God's ministry. It's the ministry of Jesus. It is beautiful. Um, but whatever we got to do, the thing is it hurts so good because once you're free, once you start to like, you rise up, you take authority over it, you crush that stuff, it feels so good. You're like, man, I feel empowered. I'm rising up above it. I just want to have that fresh encouragement for each one of us that listens that uh, where the enemy wants to assault us one thing after another sometimes, um, especially when we're doing really well, where we're really doing kingdom work and we're up in his his area and like setting captives free, preaching the gospel. I mean, I've just seen those, there's greater attacks. And um, so it's, it's, uh, it's just to be encouraged that we don't need to be buried by those attacks, but to rise up, speak life, and 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 let go of any wounds any um any yeah any of the weights any of these sins and this is let us run with endurance right we need endurance and we get endurance by the holy spirit we get endurance by continuing to get up when we've been smacked down we get up again we get stronger every time i love it when the enemy comes against me because all it does is make me stronger because that pressure is there for a time and i might feel like i'm going to give up but i never do right because the holy spirit won't even allow it he causes you to rise up again and then you're like guess what even stronger now even stronger now you just cause me to get even closer to God. You just caused me to grow in warfare. You just caused me to have more discernment. You just caused me to be strengthened. Everything that comes against us, God uses for good. And everything that was sent for harm against you, God turns it around and makes it work together for good. Yes, we just got to freshly trust him because sometimes I know the discouragement comes on strong. The depression can try to set in. It can feel like I don't even care about doing this anymore. But that's just a spirit that is a lie. We come against every one of those lies in Jesus' mighty name. We plead the blood of Jesus across everyone in every part of your cell, every part of your being, on your mind. We just declare freedom and we declare strength. And we just thank you, God, that your beautiful bride, your beautiful soldiers are rising up and that we make a fool of the enemy. 
we rise up in the power that Christ has given us. So it's with endurance that we we, we, we run this race. And the race, the word race there in Greek actually means like a struggle. It is like a contest. It is like, it says, it's actually from the root word um, agon, or it means agon, like agony, um, to, be, to agonize. Like this life isn't just, it's not meant to be your blessed life now. Like we're blessed, but it's not to be like passive. We are warriors. We have got to be alert. We have got to be watching for whatever is going on so that we can, one, protect our brothers and sisters. We can guard ourselves. Uh, that's what the word says. We've got to be alert for the devil prowls looking for whom he may devour. And it gets exciting because when you get stronger as a warrior, it actually gets exciting. You're like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's do this thing, right? We're not playing sports that lead to nothing. And we are, are, we're playing real life. And when we can get excited, we're like, let's see what we got going in the game tomorrow. I'm getting stronger. I'm in it to win it. Thank you, Jesus. Right? Jesus is the one in the corner, like if you're in a boxing match, right? He's, he's wiping you down. He's like, yeah, you got a little bit of a black eye, but you're getting stronger. Oh, I'm teaching you to war. Oh, look at your faith. It is getting strengthened. Because he says, do not count it like like let it be strange that we go through these fiery trials right because he says all of it is to test our faith to make sure it is pure and that it's genuine it's to give us endurance it is to test our character it's all for a purpose but we got to sometimes shift the mindset and be like not like why is this happening to me oh i don't i can't do it anymore but we just we rise up. You're like, no, I am. I'm privileged to be a soldier. I am privileged to go through the battles. I am privileged to be strengthened by them in Jesus' name. So let's turn it against Satan and remind him that Jesus has won and that he has given us endurance through the power of the Holy Spirit even now. There is fresh fire in our bellies to run this race that God has set before us. It is the race God set before us, not the race that we want for ourselves, not the race that we think we should be. Uh, like, like, well, I just thought I was supposed to have this car and I was supposed to have a husband with this many kids and I just always envisioned a certain house. I mean, maybe that's some of God's plan. Maybe he has them for you, but let's make sure that our focus is on the race he has for us. And I've seen where he shifts things Things that I thought, oh, like I'm just going to be a full-time artist the rest of my life and I'm going to be like famous and this and that. I had all these dreams when I was younger and he did give me a taste of that. I've been a successful artist. He's blessed me beyond measure. I've had so many great opportunities and, and such a, so much goodness. But then he's like, all right, Jen, like he... Right, starts to bring me into ministry. He had me put my brushes down for a season. That was not my plan. That's how I paid my bills. I'm like, how are we gonna pay our bills? And so I had to trust him. I had to trust him when he says, put it down, put it down. It's scary and so fun and it hurts so good. I didn't paint for a while because he's like, no, I'm, I'm, you're going to just eat the words. You're going to be let all your identity be in me as a daughter of God and as a wife to your husband, rather than our identity being in who you are as an artist. Cause I had so much wrapped up in my work and what I did. And, um, 
but yeah, he does, he makes us do uncomfortable thing. And again, it hurts so good, but it's so worth it. And there is such a joy when I get to lead people um, to know him, when I get to lead people into his presence, when I get to preach, when I get to share, when I get to teach his word, um, right? He, he, you never know when he's going to want to shift you and ask you to maybe give something up. Let go of something that maybe wasn't a weight in one season. All of a sudden, is a weight. So we gotta we gotta wait on him to find out what weights need to be tossed aside. Um, so, because again, some of it's just straight up not like sin, sin. It's just it's not for this season, and it's got to go. <laughs> so sometimes there's you start to also feel a little bit of a lack of desire for some of the things that you had desire for. Like, I know when he was shifting me out of art, I was already losing my desire. And I'm like, this is weird. I feel like the anointing's not there to paint. Like, it's a struggle. Um, and, and he was preparing me in my heart to even do that, to let go. So I was like, okay, cool. I get to be in the Word every day for <laughs> hours. And, and my husband began to provide, and he got back into a, a certain management um, uh, position and he was able to provide and it taught me to be more of like a wife and and be in in the correct more correctly positioned um with my husband so god knows what he's doing we got to pay attention wait on him to know which weight needs to be thrown off and and um yeah something that was good for a certain season is now become a weight sometimes right that's the case so uh let him reveal that to you um so and let, let's run with endurance, the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. So with all of this, we don't want to take it into our own hands and be nitpicking ourselves and, well, maybe I should do this. I gotta, maybe I should let go of that. Maybe this is a sin. Is he upset with me? No, we can drive ourselves crazy. That is not of God. That is worry. That that is a plot of the enemy to get in a tailspin. Um, that's not the way we do it. All of this gets defined to us and figured out as we, it becomes clear as we keep our eyes on Jesus. It doesn't say we win the race also. As we keep our eyes on social media, if we're mainly doing social media scrolling and a little bit of Jesus, we are easily going to get off track and get disoriented confusion all that stuff can kind of come in worry we're like i don't know is that god or, like keep our eyes on jesus does it say keep your eyes on the news no does it say keep your eyes on netflix no right does it keep your eyes on working really hard like overworking so you can have an excuse to not actually you know go home to your family no it says do not do that um uh, it's just we, only we can know by the, the Holy Spirit within us what have we truly, honestly been keeping our eyes on? Um, what, uh, 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 yeah, just he, he loves rewashing our eyes, recalibrating our eyes, that it would be focused on Him, Jesus. And it seems so odd sometimes in such a world where so much is so tangible and it's so much about the quick fix, the quick pleasures. You get food, whatever you want. You can get Amazon, whatever you want. You can get anything to come so quick at a couple of clicks. And so sometimes we're like, I'm supposed to look at Jesus? Like, that's my answer? And it's, we got to retrain ourselves. We got to get conditioned. We got to allow him to discipline us, allow him to correct us and, and, um, reorient ourselves. So if we've been kind of off of like 
for, if we can honestly say my eyes have not mainly been on Jesus, then it's not a place to say, oh, you're terrible, oh, right? And there's no shame. There is no guilt. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. All he does is say, hey, sweet, sweetie, like, hey, can you just spend some time with me? I just want some time with you. And so the way we keep our eyes on Jesus, because we're in, right, we're saying that we're surrounded in this arena by this cloud of witnesses cheering us on. We have a very real battle, a very real war that we're in. We know that we win. However, we do live it out, and there are casualties sometimes if we are not paying attention. There are wounds. There are things that happen, and we've got to play well. We've got to live the life of faith well. And so um, with keeping our eyes on Jesus in this arena of faith, we got to see, just like Jesus did, what is my father doing and what is he saying? Okay, where is, where is he throwing the ball? Okay, oh, he's there. Okay, that's, okay, I'm going to catch it here. So we, we got we to gotta see where do I, where am I sensing life? Where am I sensing his yes? What has he already told me to do that maybe I, I've been delaying on? Um, what prophetic words has, has, have been spoken over me? Sometimes we got to remind ourselves. Holy Spirit, remind us right now even. Just Holy Spirit, let there be fresh vision. Things that he even put in you when you were younger that, that he's just like, and, and you started to be like, I don't know if it's really going to happen. I'm getting older. No, God says, everyone, right? He makes weight in the Bible. He gives a promise. He gives a vision. Then he takes you through all kinds of crazy wilderness and tests and everything and trials. And then it comes about. So just remember, don't be discouraged if you feels like, yeah, he gave me that vision, but it's, it's too late. No, it's not too late. It's right on time. Um, so I just thank you, God, that you help us to see what you're doing um, see where the light is. See where the peace is. Peace is the umpire of our heart, as it says in Colossians. So like when we want to see, keep our eyes on Jesus. What is he speaking to us? What word might be coming up in our spirit again and again? We need to just pay attention. Slow down. Pay attention. Turn off the TV. Put the phone down. Pay attention. He says, be still and know that I am the Lord. Turn off the YouTube preachers for a moment. Be still. Open the word. Open the word. Let it speak. We got to keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Keep our eyes on him. He shows us which play. And our play isn't the same as the next person's play. We have to hear from the Holy Spirit what he's having us to do uniquely. And, um, and yeah, the other is keeping our eyes on Jesus. How do we do that? Also, it's beholding him. Psalm 27 talks about, David, King David, beholding him. So, oh, I meditate on your, oh, your perfections. Oh, like constantly. Just that's what I want to do is live in the house of the Lord forever, meditating on your perfections and, and you know, like just enjoying your presence. And um, what else? There's Second uh, Corinthians where it says that as we behold, what is that? Do I have that here? Second Corinthians, um, chapter three, verse. 18, where it just says that, you know, as we've had this veil removed, now we do, we see and we reflect the glory of the Lord and the Lord who is the spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So as we behold him, sometimes it's not in words in the word, like we need a foundation of that, but we just got to sit with him and say, like, I like to put on like Christian soaking music, like soaking, right? You just you just get to be still. There's no words in that music. You just, 
it's like a massage for your soul. It helps you still your mind. It helps you still everything down. And you say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into this time and this space and place. I want to hear from you. Jesus, I set my affection on you, my eyes upon you. And sometimes you just need to breathe. Breathe. And just let your mind just start to come just to focus on Jesus. And his glory is light. His glory is it's his pure light, his pure presence, his righteousness, his holiness. It's right. You can look in Revelation, like um, in the first chapter, and you start to see, or Ezekiel, first chapter, you see the glory of God. I mean, it, it's breathtaking. So sometimes we just need to re recalibrate ourselves on those images, those words, his eyes like flames of fire and his throne so beautiful. Um, just let his light just penetrate you. You just sit and by faith his light begins to come upon you. His fire begins to touch you and saturate you. So if we aren't, we need to be starting our days with just soaking in his glory. Soaking in his glory. Say, Jesus, I'm, I'm only able to get through this race you set before me. This struggle against sin. <laughs> We've been set free. But like to, to be able to keep pressing aside everything, every weight, every sin. It's by focusing on Jesus. And the one that we focus on most, when it's no longer the news and the Netflix and the movies and the TV and the social media and the whatever. When it's him... We become like what we behold most. And so we got to put that time aside. Jesus always got away to the wilderness, away from the busyness, away from the crowds. And he prayed and he just set his affections on the Father. And that's how he was able to endure the race and get to the end. I went way longer than I was um, expecting to. Um, but um, whoops. <laughs> Um, so almost done though. So, oh, this is not it. Let's go back to Hebrews. Um, so we, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. This is how we make it through. Keeping our eyes on Jesus. We are the bride of Christ. We are the one that he came and he died. He endured his race, his path that God set before him for the joy that was set before him, which is us. He wanted to come save us, his bride. He loves you. He loves me with the forever love. He has vowed to forever be with us, to forever rescue us, to forever save us, to forever be right there in the midst of the struggle, to forever be our comfort. We just got to slow down, be with him, keep our eyes on him. He's the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. He will finish what he began in you. And because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross and he disregarded its shame. And now he's seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. So it says not to give up your struggle against sin. Or it says he, he, like he, he, he didn't give up. And it says we, we haven't even, we haven't had to give our life up in a struggle against sin. Like, we have never, we'll never have to do what Jesus had to endure, ever. So we can do this. God's with us. He is in us. We can keep on going. And um, we'll see. Oh, man, I really want to read this, Lord. 
So just remember, this, this, this race, it is a contest. It is a thing. We're in an arena of life being cheered on. We are not alone, and it is a very real one. And, and we are to be trained. We are to look forward to the training. Um, I know when I was in dance or gymnastics, stuff like that when I was younger, right? I always had a coach who was like, no, point your toes more. Okay, you got to run faster. We're going to give you extra weight so you can get stronger. Um, like they would, you know, they critique me and say, no, that needs to get better. As an artist, right? I'd go to critique. So like uh, that proportions off. This could be better. You can learn to shade this way or that way. Or, um, you know, you had to receive feedback and then you had to choose to, um, to practice that, to to not say, oh, what you, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm a great artist. I'm a wonderful gymnast. Like, you have to be able to submit under some mentorship, some leadership, get some feedback, right? And this is what Jesus does. And he's like, I need you to just listen to me. I'm I'm gonna give you some feedback, and 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 it might come through right a person, um, but you got to be ready to receive it and take it to heart, not not think they're against you, and um, not be so self protective and defensive. Like like that's gonna get you nowhere. Um, and I know I used to struggle with that. Like, but it's like it, it's we, we we just can't move forward unless that is down. We have to say, hey, I'm 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 a moldable piece of clay on your potter's wheel, Lord, touch me, change me. And so um, there we go. Let him touch you. Let him speak to you. Let him coach you. Um, let him point out the places where we're like, you know, a little sloppy, a little lazy, a little whatever. Um, he's like, yeah, let me just, let me tighten you up so you can get out there and, you know, like, going to get cheered on big time because everyone's going to see the change in you. It's so exciting and you're going to feel so good about yourself because you just got rid of those weights, got rid of that sin. You tightened it up, whatever it is, whatever area he wants to touch right now. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you're highlighting those areas. Um, and because, yeah, it just says, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. And don't give up when he corrects you. But the Lord's discipline, he disciplines those that he loves. He loves us, and therefore he disciplines us. He trains us. He coaches us. He prepares us for battle to be a mighty warrior. Um, how to, He shows us how to wield the sword of the spirit, the sword of the truth. He, he, he shows us how to do it. He shows us how to pray more effectively. He shows us. Um, he'll probably show me how to shorten up some live streams. So... Um, because, oh yeah, it's just any of those. He does quick, you know, little corrections. It's all in love. He's like, good job. I'm proud of you. But this is how you could maybe tweak things a little better next time, you know? we got to listen and receive it. Um, and it just says, as you endure, this is uh, 12, Hebrews 12, verse 7. As you endure his divine discipline, remember, God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who's never disciplined by his father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirit and live forever? So, of course, this is not talking about if we had to um, endure any abusive discipline from parents. Like, I'm, that's just, they're, right? We're, that's that's not ever something we're supposed to submit to. Um and we have to get out of those situations. And um, But, right, we do cheerfully submit to healthy discipline, um, whether it comes from our spiritual parents um, in church leadership or, um, you know, from just fathers speaking to our hearts and 
Um, it's so good for us. It's so good for us. It feels so good. It hurts so good. It hurts so good. So let's not resist any of the discipline. Let's not push back on it. Let's not reject it. Let's not think we're being criticized. But let's, like, when someone's pointing something out or wants to highlight something in love, like, be like, maybe I need to think about this. Like, is this an issue? Like, let's, let's receive. Let's receive loving correction from one another. Um, and But especially, first and foremost, from the Holy Spirit directly and follow through with what he gives us to do. He is your champion. He's leading you on your path. And let's spend some of that time alone with him and just saying, Lord, keep my eyes on you. I'm going to keep my eyes on you. Let my face glow because I get to soak up your glory. Oh, man. One thing, too, if there's whatever the sin or the weight is, you don't want to get overly focused on that. What If we focus on that, we're going to keep getting stuck in it. You see, let him identify it, and then you just turn do the opposite. But like, we don't want to be like, oh, like it's not a sin consciousness. It is a Christ consciousness. As we focus on him, his mercy covers everything. Any type of stuff we're not like fully have victory over yet, like manifested in the natural. The answer is still just worship. It is pray. Keep your eyes on him. Stay in the word. Be still with him. And all that stuff starts to lose its grip as we starve giving, we starve it of attention. Sin wants attention. Satan wants attention. Starve it of attention. We don't want to be naive or unaware of his schemes. However, we're not trying to focus on the sin or whatever. So just let's point it out. We just thank you, God. You give me grace. Thank you, God, that I turn. Thank you, God, that you replace it with the good. Thank you, God, that I'm free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. If you need to remove something, you remove something. If you've got to change something, you change something. And his grace is there for you to do it. So, Father, I just come together with those that have listened, especially anyone who has listened this far and this long. <laughs> I bless them with a special blessing, Father God. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, that you are leading us in victory in this life of faith and that we are surrounded, that even right now, I just feel like through this whole time, I've heard the cheers of the cloud of witnesses. It's like, wow, wow, you know, you just hear, it's not, it's just, oh, it's that this huge sound of the voices of so many cheering us on. We will not grow weary because you, we are strengthened even now by you, Holy Spirit. I ask for a fresh strength to be imparted, a fresh strength to cover, and a peace, God, upon anyone's heart that is is just been troubled. You said, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid, Jesus says. Because I give you peace of mind. Yeah, just receive a peace of mind right now. Peace of mind and peace of heart peace of heart, not as the world gives, does he give, but he gives supernatural peace. I thank you, God, for convicting anyone that needs to get rid of a, a weight, anywhere there was excess, excess stuff, too much of a thing, anywhere that they've lost control in an area, God, I just thank you that right now you you, you convict them and you just give them the beautiful just kiss of your grace to overcome it and to be able, if there's something that needs to get be gotten rid of or a conversation or an apology that needs to be made, um, I just thank you, God, that you give them the open door to do that and the grace uh, to, to even just show mercy and the grace to let go. 
let go. We thank you, God. It hurts so good, but we want to submit to your divine discipline. We want to listen to what you're telling us to do and be quick to obey. And I thank you for your mercy when we've been slow. And I know I've been guilty of being resistant and slow in certain areas. And you're so merciful. You are so good and so gentle. But I just thank you for tightening us up, strengthening us up for even the battles that are ahead, God, in some of these even end times, uh, as there's more birth pains in the world um, that are just showing you're getting more near. You're coming to get us, your bride, Jesus, and you want us holy and spotless and blameless and just radiating with your light in love with you. And um, I thank you, God, for strengthening us. Thank you for your discipline and training. We bless each one that has watched. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Your hand is upon them. You strengthen them. In Jesus' mighty name, we keep our eyes on you. Amen. Well, till next week, um, I'm going to close out of here. God bless you all. Amen. <laughs>